Welcome to a powerful message from the Lighthouse Chapel International, Bronx North Branch. Lighthouse Chapel International branches worldwide provide every member the training, support, and encouragement to fulfill the Great Commission and to go to heaven and hear Jesus say, Well done, my good and faithful servant. Join us for a life-changing experience as you listen to this message. Lord, we are thankful. Father, we thank you. We thank you, Lord, that you have kept us. You have preserved us. You have caused us to be here even today. Spirit of God, have your way amongst us. If God has not been by our side, Lord, if you have not been by our side, oh, Jesus, when the enemy came in like a storm, when the enemy came in with a flood when the enemy lifted up his hand father you lifted up our heads above the crisis and above the storms above every device of the enemy and now we are here we are grateful Holy Spirit have your way amongst us in Jesus name your words into our heart and have your way hallelujah why don't you clap for the lord jesus as you take your seats wonderful Are you glad to be here? You have to be glad that you are here. Well, um, for a short time, I want us to continue our message on the spirit of wisdom. The spirit of wisdom. I, um, we said we were going to share about the spirit of wisdom to enter into the year 2018. And in 2018, one of our main prayers, personal prayers, is going to be to pray for the spirit of wisdom. To pray for the spirit of wisdom. Hallelujah. That the Lord Jesus, the Father of glory, will give unto us that spirit of wisdom that spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of God. Hallelujah. Amen. Wonderful. Let us read our scripture from Proverbs chapter 4 and verse 5. Proverbs chapter 4 and verse 5. Proverbs chapter 4 and verse 5. I read, it says, Get wisdom. Get understanding. Forget it not, neither decline from the words of my mouth. Forsake her not, and she shall preserve thee. Love her, and she shall keep thee. Then it says, wisdom is the principal thing. Get wisdom. 
Wisdom is the principal thing. Get wisdom. Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom. And with all thy getting, get understanding. It says, exalt her, and she shall promote thee. She shall bring thee to honor when thou dost embrace her. She shall give to thine head an ornament of grace. A crown of glory shall she deliver to thee. Hallelujah. I don't know what you want. I don't know even when we are talking about our year of good things. I'm not sure what you want. Some of you are looking for a good wife. Some of you... Our year of good things includes a good husband. Isn't that so? Some of you, our year of good things includes promotion, a good job, bank accounts, multiple ones. Some of you, it includes a brand new car that is paid for. Some of you, it includes a house in a nice area, nice place. Amen. Amen. A house that will not be burned down by fire. Receive it. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. The Bible is saying in all your getting, in the getting of good marriages, getting of better education, getting promotion, getting prosperity, and getting good children, raising up good children, he says, in all you're getting, getting good jobs, getting degrees, in all you're getting, he says, get wisdom. Get wisdom. It is the principal thing. It is the principal thing. For everything you are trying to do, he says, obtain wisdom. Everything that you are trying to achieve, seek after wisdom. Now, I want to say this. Do not joke with the word of God. Do not joke with the word of God. Accept it. And flow with it. And pursue after it. If God is saying, get wisdom, with all you are getting, get wisdom. Get wisdom. Amen. Amen. You are looking for promotion. It says, get wisdom. It will promote you. Wisdom will promote you. When you have wisdom, you have everything. Yes. Hallelujah. It says it is the principal thing. That means it is the first in order of all things. The principal thing. Get wisdom. In order of importance, get wisdom. Hallelujah. Get wisdom. So could it be that the problem you are having, the problem you are, ex- you are experiencing, is really a problem with an issue of wisdom? It is very likely because it is the principal thing and perhaps you have neglected the principal thing and you have gone after other things hallelujah you see we tend to have Christians who attribute all their problems to spiritual things but sometimes it is a lack of wisdom perhaps your poverty is a result of a lack of wisdom do you understand? So instead of 2008, you see, we are not saying don't bind the devil. For the devil, you have to bind him every day. 
Do you understand? You have to bind the devil every day. But instead of binding, spending all your time binding the, the devil, spend some time praying for wisdom, the principal thing. Amen. Amen. Christians tend to attribute all their problems to the lack of some spiritual or the, 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 the forces of some spiritual darkness that are against them. We attribute all our problems to the devil. But it says for the lack of wisdom. Lacking wisdom can cause poverty. Lacking wisdom can cause marital problems. Hallelujah. Lacking wisdom may be the reason why you are failing in school. The lack of wisdom. Lack of wisdom to even manage your time. Lack of wisdom. Lack of wisdom may be the result of your unhappiness. But in 2018, you are going to be a man or a woman of wisdom. Hallelujah. Proverbs chapter 3 and verse 13. It says, happy is the man that findeth wisdom. Happy is the man. You are looking for happiness. Find wisdom. Happy is the man that findeth wisdom. And the man that getteth understanding. For the merchandise of it is better than the merchandise of silver. The merchandise, the goods that comes with wisdom. The commodities that accompany wisdom. When a person has wisdom, the merchandise of it is better than the merchandise of silver. That means the thing that silver can give you is nothing compared to what wisdom can give you. He says the merchandise of it is better than the merchandise of wisdom and the gain thereof than fine gold. She is more precious than rubies. You will not think that wisdom is more precious than gold or rubies. You will not think that. But I'm saying believe the word of God. He says, she is more precious than rubies. And all the things thou canst desire are not to be compared unto her. Wow. He says, length of days is in her right hand. Length of days, long life, is in her right hand. And in her left hand, riches and honor. So he says, embrace wisdom. That means use your two hands. Length of days in the right and the riches and honor in your life. He says, embrace wisdom and you will have long life with riches and with honor. Amen. 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 Oh, it's too powerful. He says, her ways, her ways are ways of pleasantness. Her ways are ways of pleasantness. And all her paths are peace. All her paths. Not that I will provoke you one minute and all her path, they are peace. Do you understand? All her path. A woman with wisdom, all her path. All her path. Whatever direction she takes, it is of peace. You see, so sometimes you see some people are wondering, you know, why, you know, they think that once they have breasts and they have other areas, they are women and they are okay. But you see, and then they are wondering, how come you are going after this woman and not, how come you have married me and you are, you see, you are not, you don't have wisdom and the ways, your ways are not peace. Your ways are not peace. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? Your ways are not peace. 
There are some ways that are peaceful, but it's not all of your ways. They are not peace. And that learn and obtain wisdom and see that your ways are not all peace. Your ways are not all peace. And so, you see, learn wisdom. Have wisdom. He says, with all thy getting, get wisdom. Get wisdom. Get wisdom. He says, her ways are ways of pleasantness. And all her paths, all her paths are peace. All her paths. She is a tree of life. To them that lay hold upon her. And happy is everyone that retaineth her. The one that retaineth her is happy. So if you are a woman with wisdom, a man that retains such a woman, he's a happy man. If you are a man of wisdom, a woman that retains such a man is a happy man. Do you understand? But it says, and happy is everyone that retaineth her. That means that it can leave you. You have to, you have to retain wisdom. You have to retain wisdom. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? You have to retain wisdom. Eh? What does she have that I don't have? What does she have that I don't have? What does she have? Is that what does she have? Wisdom. She has wisdom. And you don't have wisdom. You don't have wisdom. That is why. You don't have wisdom. That is why. So, it says, in all thy getting. You see, I'm not saying don't get extension. Don't get eyebrows. Don't get lipstick. Don't get makeups. Get all. It says, in all thy getting, as you are shopping for nice clothes, and you are shopping for makeups, and lipsticks, and long shoes, high heels, with all of that, get wisdom. Don't be a beauty on the outside without wisdom inside. Get wisdom. Get wisdom. Pray for it. Pray for it. Ask the Lord for it. The Lord will give you wisdom. You are becoming a wise person. Hallelujah. So we are talking about things that foolish people do. I said we are going to talk about things that foolish people do. Five things that foolish people do and five things that wise people do. And we have, so far, we've talked about two things. We said the fool does not acknowledge God in what he does. The fool does not acknowledge God in what he does. And the second one, we said the fool mocks at sin. Isn't that so? We said the fool mocks at sin. And we shared so much on that. Ah, Hallelujah. We say people who mock sin or who belittle sin lack wisdom. When you meddle with sin, wisdom leaves you. Amen. Wisdom will, wisdom will leave you. Is Sin drains out wisdom from you. Sin. When you belittle sin, when you mock with sin, wisdom is drained out of you. Amen. The more sin, the more sin or the more you sin, the more foolish you become. Oh, yes. The more you sin, the more foolish you become. I'm telling you. Because sin drives out wisdom out of you. The entering in of sin, it drives out the spirit of wisdom. Hallelujah. 
The Bible says that in the beginning, God made Adam in his own image. God made man in his own image. Do you understand? Look at the scripture in Genesis chapter 2. Genesis chapter 2 and verse 19. It says, And out of the ground the Lord God formed every beast of the field and every fowl of the air and brought Adam, brought them unto Adam. Do you see? It says, He formed every beast of the field and every fowl of the air and brought them unto Adam to see what he will call them. It's like he was testing Adam. He formed, he says, I have formed, he says, like when you make a car, you have a model in your mind, you have a plan, how you are going to make a car. And then when you make it, you test it, you drive it and see how it will perform. So the Bible says that the Lord made man in his own image, in the image of he created he. Do you understand? So he made Adam and then he created all the animals. And then he brought them to Adam and then the Bible says he brought them unto Adam to see what he will call them. To see what he will call them. And the Bible says, and whatsoever Adam called every living creature, that was the name thereof. That was the name. That was the name that God was going to give it. He says, and whatever name Adam, all the animals, that means that the spirit of wisdom was in man. The spirit of wisdom, it, it, it must have amazed God that every, every single animal, the way God, he says, and God brought them unto Adam to see, to see what he would call them. To see how he was going to name them. And whatsoever name, whatsoever Adam called every living creature, that was the name thereof. That was the name. That was the name. So the spirit of wisdom was in man. But the entering in of sin, it was the entering in of sin that drove out this spirit, this ability for us to do things just like God will do them. To call things just like God will call them. It's the entering in of sin. I say sin, it drives wisdom out of you. Don't joke with sin. Do not meddle with sin. The Bible says in Proverbs chapter 2 and verse 6, it says, For the Lord giveth wisdom. Pray for wisdom. Pray for it. For the Lord giveth wisdom. Out of his mouth cometh knowledge and understanding. He layeth up sound wisdom. For who? For the sinner. For who? For the righteous. He layeth up. He piles up sound wisdom. Sound wisdom. For the righteous. So if you see someone who is living in sin, understand that that person has no wisdom. No wisdom. I'm telling you. No wisdom. No wisdom. Amen. Amen. Today I want us to continue. I want to continue sharing. Do you want me to continue sharing with you? The next one. Foolish people despise instructions. Foolish people despise instructions. Proverbs chapter 1 and verse 7. It says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom 
and instructions. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instructions. Hallelujah. You see, knowledge and instructions, they go hand in hand. Knowledge and instructions always go hand in hand. And we need both. We need them. We need knowledge. We need instructions to be successful in life, to do well in life. We need both to do well in life. You see, from the receiving end, it is instructions. Do you understand? When you are at the receiving end, when you are being given, it is instruction. And from the giving end, or when you have received, it is knowledge. It becomes knowledge to you. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? So when you get instruction, you get knowledge. When you receive instructions, you get knowledge. That means the person that is giving is giving knowledge. And the one that is receiving is receiving instructions. When someone knows, the person instructs you. When someone has knowledge, based on that, the person can instruct you. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? When I have knowledge that there is a suitcase in my car, then I can instruct you and say, go in my car and bring a suitcase. I cannot say go in my car and bring a suitcase if I have no knowledge of the fact that there is a suitcase in my car. Do you understand? So they go hand in hand. Amen. Now you can learn in two ways. You can learn in two forms. You can learn by experience. Do you understand? You can learn by experience, your personal experience, or you can learn through other people's experience. You can learn through other people's experience. So you see, it is said that experience is the best teacher. Experience is not the best teacher. Your personal experience must not be the best teacher. Experience is a good teacher. Hallelujah. But experience is not the best teacher. Amen. Because if you learn by experience, his fees are very costly. Do you understand? He's a good teacher, but his fees are very costly. And so it is not worth to experience or to let your life be an experience. Learn from what people have experienced already. Hallelujah. The Bible says the word of God is written for our example. Our example. Do you understand? For our learning. Romans chapter 15 and verse 4. It says, for whatsoever, are you there? Romans 15 verse 4. It says, for whatsoever things were written aforetime, were written for our learning. Whatsoever thing was written aforetime, written before, were written for our learning. That we through patience and comfort of the scripture might have hope. So the things that are written in the Bible, they were written for our learning. They are written for our learning from other people's experiences. Hallelujah. So look, the word says, in Psalm 12 verse 6, it says, the words of the Lord are pure words. The words of the Lord are pure words. 
as silver tried in the furnace of earth. How many times? Purified seven times. He says the word of the Lord is pure. It is pure. When something is pure, it means that the impurities have been removed. He says as silver tried in the furnace of earth. Silver tried furnace is the hottest, is the hottest we burn here. And to purify gold, for instance, when you want to purify silver, we put it in something very hot. And then it burns it. And then it purifies, it removes the impurity. The only thing that can withstand at the end is the pure form of silver. And that is how the word of God is. It says it is pure. It has been tried. It has been tried. It has been tried in a burning furnace. Purified seven times. That means on the earth, all the problems that people have had, they have been tried. They have, they have applied the word of God to it. They have, you have this problem, we have tried the word of God. We have this problem, we have tried. And they have tried the word of The word of God has been tried in people's experiences, people's mistakes, many times. And it has come out and it stood. So the word of God is pure. It is pure. Accept it for every area of your life. Do you understand? Accept it for every area of your life. It is pure. And God writes the Bible exactly as things are. God writes the Bible exactly as things happen. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? God does not write it and sugarcoat his words. He writes the Bible exactly as they are. And they are written for our learning. They are written down now for your learning. I mean, do you understand that you apply your life to the word? This is what you plan to do, apply it to the word. It will stand. And if what you are planning to do does not fit in the word, leave it. Because many people have tried it this way also. What you are about to do, many people have tried it and it did not stand the word. The word is the only pure form. Is the only pure form. Amen. Amen. So you'll be a fool not to learn from the pure form of the word. You will not be wise not to learn from the pure form. Hallelujah. I don't know the kind of example that pertains to your life. I don't know the kind of example that applies to your life. But whatever example applies to your life, it is in the Bible. And it has been tried already. Amen. I say it is in the Bible and it has been tried already. Amen. What example? Any example that pertains to your life, it has been tried already. That a man was married to a woman and the, 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 the woman brought a maid in the house and he allowed, she allowed the maid to serve the man and after serving the man for a while, he ended up sleeping with the man. He ended up sleeping with the maid. It has been tried in the Bible. You are not the first one. So if you, if you, if you are wise, you will look in the scriptures and say, I am married and I am bringing a maid in my house. How is it going to work? Apply the word of God. Because it has happened already. It has been done already. 
it has been done already. And oh, me, I am a very pure, holy person. It has been tried. It has been tried. Abraham, Abraham, it has been tried. A man of faith who thought that nothing could withstand his faith. It has been tried with him and he failed. So you who are going to now apply it and say, I am going to experiment to show people that me, I am a very strong man. I can have a maid, a very beautiful maid. Oh, she's very beautiful. More beautiful than my wife. Bring her. She's fine. I will withstand. You are joking. I say you are joking. You are joking. It has been tried. It's not the first time that you are you are with your you are, you are with a man, and then we ask you, and you say, "It's my cousin. It's my sister." Uh, you, the man is blowing you. The man is sleeping with you every night, and you come and you say, "It's my cousin. It's my sister." Don't you see? We look alike. Look at us. It has been tried. Abraham. We brought his wife. We brought his wife. It has been tried already. So this is not the first time. That you are coming to tell us that this is your cousin. We know he's blowing you. We know. We know. So you see, it has been tried already. It has been tried. Don't joke with the word of God. Don't joke with the word of God. Oh, Reverend, it was by chance, you know, I happened to be at the wrong place at the wrong time, you know, and... I, you see, Reverend, I never intended, you know, I never, I was just walking and, you know, I just ended up to, look, it has been tried. David tried it. And he says, no, 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 no. For the time you ought to be in a church, you were walking on the rooftop. You say, I was at the wrong place at the wrong time. What do you mean wrong place at the wrong time? There's no such thing. It has been tried already. So don't come with that. And try your life with that. You know, I happen to be at the wrong David was walking at the rooftop and you were looking at places where you're not supposed to be looking. You were at a place where you're not supposed to be. God is not going to sugarcoat it for you and say, you know, you can understand. You know, they were going to do um, visitation together. You know, the man was giving her a ride to church and she happened to be at the wrong place at the wrong time. She was changing gear and as she was changing the gear, the hand fell. It has been tried already. It has been tried already. I just went there to, you see, sometimes you see, you say, oh, Reverend, you know, the man said he was sick. You know, he called me and he said he was sick. And he wasn't feeling well, so he said, I should come and make some pepper soup for him. Pepper soup. Go and ask Amnon, Amnon, Amnon and Tamar, Amnon and Tamar. What, what, what plan, what example do you have? What example do you have? Go and ask Amnon and Tamar. Amnon, he faked, he faked. You see, so when we are sharing the word of God to you and you think it's a joke, you will see that it, you will use your personal life to experience it. Amnon, he said, I was sick, I was having cold, and I want the king's daughter to come and make soup in my presence, cakes, cakes in my presence. So you too, the man says, oh, I don't feel, you call the man, <coughs> what, what, why didn't you come to church? <coughs> I, I, I can't talk, I can't. He said, Why? What is wrong with you? I, oh, I'm calling Reverend. Don't bother Reverend. Don't bother Reverend. It's too much. The man is tired. Don't bother. <laughs> he said, But is there anything I can do for you? The only thing I was looking for is some pepper soup. <laughs> he said, Oh, then I'll go to the store and buy. He said, I have everything in my house. Come, come, come. 
come, 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 come. I have everything in my house. And then you also go. Innocently. You see, Christian sister, doing your Christian duty, like the, Tamar, the, the king's daughter. So God is saying, don't be innocent. Do not use your life as an example. Because the man has wicked device. Wicked device. He's not sick. Young woman, are you listening to me? He is not sick. Amen. You see, sometimes, sometimes people think that their problem is very unique. Do you understand? Sometimes they think that, Reverend, my situation is different. You don't understand. You see, you think your situation is different. It's not different. Your problem is not different. What is different is that you have not read the scriptures. And so you have not seen in the scriptures that the Bible says that that which has been is that which shall be. For there is no new thing under the sun. There is no new thing. 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 You have just not read the scriptures. You have not read the scriptures. So you don't know that your story is there too. That is why people always feel that, oh, he's preaching about my story. I'm not preaching about your story. Your story is in the scriptures. It says, a silver try in the furnace. It has been tested. Your story is in the scriptures. There is no example of yours that you can come up with. The Bible says there is no new thing under the sun. No new thing. Amen. No new thing under the sun. So sometimes people think that their situation is unique. You know, Reverend, you don't understand. I know there's a story. You see, you, you, are, you don't know that your situation is the same because you have not read the Bible. That is why you think your situation is different. Amen. So when God says it is not for kings, it is not for kings in Proverbs 3, 31 and verse 4, he says it is not for kings, oh Lemuel, to guzzle wine, to drink wine. It's not for kings. Or rulers should not crave alcohol. Believe it and trust it. It's not for rulers. The NIV says for rulers to crave beer, beer, beer. You say, I can control myself. <laughs> Believe the word of God and stay away from it. It says for rulers, a man who is a ruler of your house. It says it's not for rulers, a head of a house. It is not for you to crave beer. Amen. Amen. That you go and buy your beer and you put in a flask. And you bring it to church. And you are drinking, we think you are drinking coffee and tea. How come when you come and greet me, I smell? Receive the word of God and move with it. Receive instructions and learn from it. Otherwise, your life will be used as an example. Amen. Your life will be used as an example. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? See, when the Bible says, do not be equally yoked together with unbelievers. Do not be equally yoked with unbelief. Don't just come up and, oh, Reverend, is he a believer? Oh, he's, uh, he was born in a Catholic. He's Catholic, Catholic, Catholic. <laughs> he's born into Catholic. They are into Catholic. 
Is he a believer? Oh, you know, he was born in a Christian home. He, he, you can see the way he walks and the way he talks that. He is born in a Christian home. The Bible says, do not be equally yoked together with unbelievers. It simple means, do not marry an unbeliever. That is the scripture. The Bible says, don't marry anyone who does not believe the Bible. Don't marry anyone who is not a believer. Don't marry anyone who does not believe in God. And that is the word of God. Now you can joke with that and say, my life will be a different one. I will experience it and see that this unbeliever is marriable. Or is marriageable. Is there a word like that? Marriageable. Don't think that your situation is unique. I tell you. And I I can understand. I can understand. When God says, do not be equally yoked together with unbelievers. I can understand. Because the creator of marriage, the one who created marriage, the things that he planned for this union, the things that he devised for this union, no unbeliever can stand it. No unbeliever. I am telling you. No unbeliever. Look, marriage was not made by any man. Marriage was not created by a white man. Marriage was not created by Africans. It was not created by some ethnic group. Marriage was created by God. Marriage was created by God. And the things he says about marriage, no unbeliever, anyone who does not believe the word of God cannot marry you. I am telling you. Cannot marry you. You can try. It will not work. Do you want me to show you? The basis for which marriage was created. Do you want me to show you? You are not going to be angry with me. Because when I was showing some people, I don't know if they were angry with me. God's basis for marriage can only be handled by believers. People who believe in the word of God. Turn with me to Genesis. Genesis chapter 2. And verse 7. I said the word of God is pure. It's pure. Anyone who cannot accept the word of God cannot marry. If you don't accept the word of God and you enter into marriage, you will suffer. You will be angry. You will be frustrated. You will think this is not for me. You will think I made a wrong decision. You did not make the wrong decision. You made an ignorant decision. Ignorant decision. You went in without instructions. Without knowledge. Knowledge. Anyone. Look, let me show you something. Genesis chapter 2 and verse 7. Hallelujah. Genesis chapter 2 and verse 7. It says, And the Lord God formed man out of dust, out of the dust of the ground. Are you with me? And the Lord God formed man out of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils and breathed the breath of life. And man became a living soul. And the Lord God planted a garden eastward in Eden. And there 
he put the man whom he had formed. Do you understand? He put the man whom he had formed. When God created the garden, he put the man whom he had formed. Now go to verse 15, the same chapter, verse 15. Are you following? He says, and the Lord God took the man and put him into the garden of Eden to dress it and do what? To keep it. To do what? To dress it and what? To keep it. Who did the Lord God say that to? The man. The home that the Lord God placed the man, he told him to dress it and to keep it. That instruction was to the man. To dress it and to keep it. Amen. How do you dress a home? How do you dress a home? Does it involve cleaning too? Does it involve maintaining the place in order if you want to keep it? If a landlord has lent you a place, he comes to inspect it, how are you going to keep it? If he's satisfied that you have kept the place, isn't that so? So he says, the Lord God took the man and put him into the garden of Eden to dress it and to keep it. Now look. And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, of every tree of the garden, thou mayest freely do what? Eat. Was the man supposed to eat? The man was supposed to eat. Are you serious? The man was supposed to eat. And the man was supposed to dress his house. And to keep it. And to eat. So he said, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, thou shalt not eat of it. For in the day that thou eatest thereof, thou shalt surely die. So the Lord placed the man in the garden. Placed him in the home. And says, maintain it. And keep it. And then eat. Everything that we have put in the um, storage, everything that is here, eat it. Everything is yours. Except that which I have placed in the center of the garden. So, the Lord was observing. He's looking at the animals. He's looking at how man was interacting. He saw how man would go to the kitchen and he would take this and then he will put the whole of the salt in it and then he realized how the man was sweeping and then some things are left behind him and then he realized how the man was making haphazard the way the man's food was not tasty so the bible says and the lord god said mm, 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 it is not good for the man to be alone it is not god good that the man should be alone and then what happened i will make him and help meet for him and help 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 to do what help to do what to keep to maintain the house help to cook to eat help if somebody understand what i'm sharing with you i say if you want to marry if you want to see the basis this is the basis for marriage the basis why God made the woman was that he saw that the man alone was not good enough. 
It says, it is, and the Lord God said, it is not good. The way that man was mingling with the animals, if I'm not careful, by the time I realized, he's sleeping with the animals. <laughs> oh, yes. You see, and I'm saying the man, not the boy. Not a boy. So if you are not a man enough, this is not for you. So he says, and the Lord God said, it is not good for the man to be alone. It is not good for the man to be alone. So he made him and help and help someone to come and help. Someone to come and help. So the woman was supposed to come and help with the cooking. The woman was supposed to come and help with the cleaning. The woman was supposed to come and help with the laundry. The woman was supposed to come and help with the raising of the children. The woman was supposed to come and help with taking the children to school. The woman was supposed to come and help with the finances. The woman was supposed to come and help in the decision making. So he realized that the man was not good all by himself in all these areas. So he needed a woman. He needed a woman to come and help. And then when the woman came, when the woman came, the man said, he took his sofa, his, uh, his armchair, and he took his remote. And then he said, you do all the things. Cook. Clean. Do the laundry. Take the children to school. Raise them. Hey, come. Pick this up. Okay, I'm going to work. And then he'll go. And then he comes. Hey, where's my food? Bring my food. You see? So the man left all of this for the helper. And so it came to a stage where now the helper becomes the state where the man was when God found him not good to be alone. So the woman now is in the state of no help. When the man was in that hell, in that state, God said it's not good to be alone. I said, look, if you don't receive the word of God, you cannot marry. You cannot marry. And so are you surprised? Are you surprised that as you have left all the work, all the work for the cooking, for the cleaning, for the raising of the children, for the taking of the children to school, for the laundry and everything, and then you need help in the bedroom. And the woman says, I am tired. I don't have help in this area. I am too tired to help you in this area. And now you are surprised. You are surprised. She's supposed to be helped in every area. The chef, the original chef was the man. But the woman was supposed to come and help. The original cleaner was the man. But the woman was supposed to come and help. You don't, unbeliever will not accept this. And so you will be miserable in the marriage. You will be miserable. Because what the unbeliever has seen is what he has learned from his father and his mother. And I tell you, many mothers, many women, they have remained in this relationship miserable. 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 
They have married for 25 years, 30 years, but I tell you, they are miserable. They are miserable in the bedroom. They are acting in the bedroom. They are miserable because they have come to the state where it's not good to be alone. And many women, they are alone in the marriage. They are alone in the marriage. Is that making understand what I'm sharing with you? Now, you see, if you don't accept the word of God and say, truly, this is the word of God. This is the word from the one who made marriage. This is the one who made the woman for the man. This is what he says, that she is just a helper and not the sole proprietor of the laundry and the sole proprietor of the kitchen and the sole proprietor of school and education. And you are leaving everything to her she will be in the same state where you were when God found you not good enough. And so, our wives are not happy and we are also not happy because we need help. I say, we, I need help in the bedroom. I need help in the bedroom. And he says, I can't provide this help because I am a full proprietor in this area. Is somebody understanding the word of God? You cannot receive this if you don't believe the word of God that it is pure, purified, and tested. And many people have tried it other way. They have tried it other means. And it has not worked. It has not worked. Many people have tried it. They have tried it. They say, you can help in this area, then I'll find help, someone who can help. Look. And I can find help for someone who will do my laundry. I'll find help for someone who will cook for me. So you have people move from state to state. They travel to New Jersey. I have a girlfriend in New Jersey, and I have another one in Massachusetts. And you are going around, and you are God in his wisdom. He saw, he took the woman, and he says, he took one rib. The man has more ribs, more ribs. But he took the man, and he took only one rib, one rib. And he made one woman to be everything to the man. Everything to the man. To be everything to the man. So you want marriage? Take the pure word of God. Our time is up. I was getting to the men, but I will spare them for now. And then um, I will get into the women. But I will spare them for now. And then God willing, we will continue next time we meet. Put your hands together for the Lord. And stand to your feet. Stand to your feet. Oh, give us wisdom. The wisdom of God. The wisdom of God. The wisdom of God. It is foolishness to the wise man. The wisdom of God. It is foolishness to the wisdom of man. He says, your ways are not my ways. The way I do things is not the way you do things. His ways are pure. His ways are pure. His ways are pure. Don't test. Don't test. Don't experience. Don't experiment with your Do not experiment with your life. Apply the word of God. And believe the word of God. It is pure. It is pure. For walk in this world, oh Jesus, there is so. We thank you, 
you, Jesus. With God's own heart, thank you. Is the ancient words, holy words, long preserved. Is the ancient words, far away. It's purified. It's tried. They resound with God's own heart. Only the ancient words. Oh, the ancient word, the word of the Lord. The Bible says it is pure. As silver dried in the furnace of earth. Purify, purify, seven times purify. Purify, purify, purify. The ancient word. Say the ancient word. Ancient word. this last Sunday of the year you are here you are not born again you are here you don't have Jesus Christ as your Savior you are here it is by the pure grace of God that you are here today a fire could have been in your apartment where would you be now there are only two choices you will make a choice to go to heaven to be with the Lord and if he says I go to prepare a place for you beloved believe it that it is the word of God that there is a place that he is going to prepare for you and he will come back and receive you believe it for the sake of the word believe it and say he says if sinners will be thrown into hell believe the word of God you are here this afternoon you are saying the last Sunday of the year I am blessed the Lord has kept me 
want to give my life to Jesus. I want to receive Jesus Christ into my life. I want to welcome Jesus Christ into my life. If that is you, if that is your prayer this afternoon, wherever you are, I just want you to lift up your right hand and I'll pray with you. God bless you. I see your hand. Is there anyone here like that? You want to give your life to Jesus. You want to give your life to Jesus. If that is your prayer, you want to receive Jesus Christ into your life. Just lift up your hand and I'll pray with you. If that is your prayer. Anyone here like that? You want to welcome Jesus Christ into your life. Is there anyone here like that? Do not leave this place without receiving Christ into your life. Perhaps this is your only chance, only opportunity. Anyone here like that? Father, we glorify your name. We give you glory and honor. We thank you. We bless you, Lord. Is there anyone here like that? You hear a voice. It's telling you, this is your chance. This is you. This is your day. It's the voice of the Lord. He's welcoming you. If that is you, just lift up your hand and I'll pray with you. Anyone here like that? Anyone? You want to give your life to Jesus? Last chance. You want to give your life to Jesus? Father, we are thankful and grateful in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Put your hands together for the Lord. And we hope you have been blessed immensely by this message. Join us at 1734 Williamsbridge Road in the Bronx on Sunday afternoons and Tuesday evenings. For copies of this and other messages, contact us via email at lci.bronx at gmail.com.